0: I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode leave a five star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, thread, and the TikTok and Michael Block Talk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theatromethenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to show some feathers as the Queen's got their carnival makeover on. So who will be making their way to the grand finale? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Brazil and here with me to a party is David. How are you?
1: Hi Michael, I'm good. Podcasting from Brussels as always. (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm sure it is a party in Brussels right now because where I'm at it's... We just did Daylight Savings Time and everyone's miserable because of it
1: same we did it last week actually and uh, yeah it's dark at 5 p.m which is great
0: <laughs> yeah it's literally 3 30 here right now and i can already see the sun dipping and i was like fuck you not
1: fair. Yeah.
0: all right friends pronunciations i apologize i will be getting better eventually Um, I think I'm on like a 70 day streak of Duolingo Portuguese, but I added music to it also, which I might not keep the music um, Duolingo because it's very simple and it's too slow and I'm messing up and it's really hurting my ego, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Real production. We are showing the editing of the television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. These are really been going on, go on, on television. And share their crap. But they also given themselves to discuss what's in the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality TV show. All right. Um, here we are. Drag Race Brazil. The penultimate, penultimate episode. How
1: are you feeling about this premiere season? Um, at first I was very skeptic- skeptical, I didn't think uh, it was that good, the first two episodes, but since episode I would say four I think, I've been really digging the season, I think uh, it really found its groove, uh, Queen is great, the queens are really really good, the drama is high, um, and they're all very charismatic, which is not always the same uh, thing we can say for all the franchises. Here they, I mean, this top yeah. five in particular, even six, if I count NASA in it, they were all incredible uh, TV personalities, and I'm glad that I could follow them uh, along this journey.
0: Yeah, it's a very charismatic cast. They all really have a fight and a drive that mm-hmm. um, maybe we don't see as much in other seasons, maybe because, I don't know, uh, they didn't fight for years and years and years to get this franchise on the road.
1: Yeah, and I, I think also what helps a lot is that I feel that this top five is really evenly matched. Um, I mm-hmm. don't feel like there's a clear, clear frontrunner or like an obvious winner pick for the moment. I mean, I kind of, you kind of know who is going to take it at the end, but it's not that obvious. And so I think they all feel very motivated because they all think they still have a chance, which is not something that can always happen in uh, every other franchise that we have. So... That's also very exciting. Yeah, it's
0: interesting that you, you said it. Obviously, you've listened to me uh, rant on where I think it's pretty obvious, though. Uh, it's Drag Race. Anything can happen. Um, but, I mean, but no, it, I, I think you're right. that I think there is... No, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, it is kind of obvious for us, the viewers, with the editing of the show, but I don't think for the Queens at that time, it was that obvious. And so that helps.
0: Fair. That's, that, that I can agree with. I think the Queens really didn't think that was the case but um i mean we'll see we'll see crazy things have happened um let's get through this and talk about episode 10 we are bypassing the post non-elimination shenanigans and entering straight into a new day with a sore body shinona's still there it was the gag of the night Arganza says they partied in the ghetto but you ain't seen nothing yet also, what was on Helena's head? Why neon green hair hat combo thing? What what was she wearing? What was that? Why?
1: I don't know, but it looks so funny. It looks like she skinned the Muppet or something and put it on her head. Um, Absolutely. Only,
0: that's what definitely happened.
1: The only thing I will say is that I'm a bit I'm sad is not the word. Annoyed, let's say, that they didn't address at all what happened in the last episode with the whole who should go home and why and the whole controversy around Miranda and Shannon. I mean, it was a big plot point in episode nine and now it's Mm -hmm. like it never happens. And I'm a bit surprised because I'm sure they talked about it. So the editing chose not to show it to us. So I don't know. I agree.
0: I think that's very an interesting point that it was not addressed here. We will talk about the lip sync because I think there was some pent up anger when it came to the lip sync. But I have a feeling they're saving it for the reunion. Yeah, probably indeed, yeah. I just thought about it now.
1: <laughs> Indeed, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Helena says that they made history with their double Shantay. Organza says had she she had her moment in the bottom, and that was in the past. It's now a new chapter, and that's a winner's edit in my book. I don't know. Bettina had a good night as she is showing off her second patch. Welcome, team double win. And she did it twice in a row and says she is not stopping now. Organza will tell the table that this is the top five she envisioned. Now, we hear a lot of that on this show on Drag Race. This is this is the the top five I envision, the top four, the finalists, whatever. How often do you think the girls are actually bold-faced lying?
1: I, I think they do um, often embellish the reality. But in that case, I'm willing to believe her because those are the four queens from Rio, they're all friends, and Elena, which is obviously a big frontrunner in the competition, so I'm not surprised, actually. I do think that they envisioned that top five. Um, did they manifest it? Because clearly Bettina was not that strong in the middle of the season, in the beginning of the season. But yeah, yeah I mean, the other four are clear frontrunners, I think, since the beginning. Yeah, so.
0: I, I think you're right. I definitely think that their friendship, I, I don't want to say alliance, because there was nothing that they really did um, in that sense. But they're definitely their friendship was very clear. There was um, a click of sorts. Um, and I'm sure the the reunion they're going to talk about um, this little click and and the discussion of certain other queens and r- relation to their click. Um, but yeah, no, I think this time, like I believe them. Other times, I'm like, no, 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 you're lying to me. I do not believe you. But they all dream that this will be the finale. At last, we have a twelve episode order, so more drama incoming. Now, they're all tired, but Helena makes a point to share that she is always vigilant and attentive. Well, get attentive. The alarm will sound. The day is away. The Gregg message teases a party that never ends and other shenanigans that happen during a certain festival that they're all f- quite familiar with. But really, they are all familiar with the shenanigans that occur in public toilets. I am not one who is like, "Where's the romance in that room that reeks with urine?" I don't know. Everyone who has like whatever they want to do in the toilets, good for you, not for me.
1: Ew. It was very strange. She she went from carnival to public toilet and it's like, okay, yeah. she stays so grog, like, did you want to tell us something? It was very strange.
0: Listen, the amount of times I've had friends, like, oh my god, I had a hookup in the bathroom. No! No! Did you wash your hands after? Probably not. So gross. <laughs> uh, I mean, Miranda says we have no idea what it's like in a public bathroom in Rio, and I um hope to never find out.
1: Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs>
0: Greg's here, and she's got a really fun blazer that looks like a pool of majestic water. And then she's got this beanie-type thing on her head. And I was like, well, there goes the look. Ruined, ruined, ruined. Anyway, Greg says they have a message from a gorgeous lady. It's Norvina Pallet from Anastasia Beverly Hills. Come on, sponsorship lady. Now, this is in line to the plethora of other messages Norvina has dropped this year. But yeah, they said here learn portuguese in a day so it sounds like you know what you're saying and not being offensive um but they put that season one filter on that camera because her face was not pretty she ultimately is there to reveal that their next challenge is to create a look worthy of de supasha using anastasia beverly hills products is norvina like officially going to be a judge at some point like at some point somewhere in the in the RuPaul, Drag Race, cinematic universe, they're going to have her as a guest judge, right?
1: I mean, why not? She, she has appeared before in person in several challenges in the past, um, so why not once as a, as a guest judge? I think she's already very involved, clearly, behind the scenes, and um, she seems like it's... Yeah, she seems like she has a lot to say. I mean,
0: day. almost every single franchise at this point is on of Beverly Hills. Like, yeah, she yeah. has the chokehold on Drag Race.
1: For sure but i do think it's interesting because portuguese is not that easy to pronounce and she did no it's not ear. believe she me great. she did great to my ears she so. did
0: she did very okay. well that's why i think they said you have an entire day to film this one i can't wait for next week when she has to do it for germany <laughs> She you know yes, what's happening
1: yes 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 oh god <laughs>
0: Now, from what Greg's seeing, she sees a fabulous five, but that won't last long as they have an elimination coming. For this week's Maxi Challenge, she has invited some guys to make over for Carnival. Bring out the future daughters. Now, the boys come in and introduce themselves. Let's meet them. We have Nuno from Sao Paulo. He is 33 years old, and this is a translator. And even with her not being her partner, Bettina is like, you're going to shave today. We have Augusto, who is 31, and f- from outside of Sao Paulo. We have Andre, who is 33, and he is from Oro Pretro. And finally, we have Hormone, who is 27, from uh, Sapa. Um, I think i tap top that, maybe. I don't know. Of all the options, uh, the, the, not not for me, not my types.
1: They, they, look, they look good. The, the only thing I didn't really get, or maybe they didn't really mention it, is why those four guys. Like, where do they come from? Like, there wasn't a unifying team. Like, usually it's, like, something connecting those people. And here, just, like... I have
0: a, like. I have a theory, and we will talk about it shortly. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, now, because we know what matters is there are only four that's weird because there are five contestants whatever will they do well shinona and organza messed up the game as someone should have gone home so now they have to improvise will they share partners well, Greg is going to get her acting on and speak to production and ask where the fifth guy is. And her earpiece, who may or may not be the infamous Herbert, says she will have to choose. Cut over to the production staff, all in face masks. The crew is being pulled in. She takes the guy in the middle and the queen to like, you're fucked, you're fucked. And we learn that this man with the beard is Felipe, who is Drag Race Brazil's content producer. Well, no shit, this was the guy they picked. They probably knew once Greg told them last week she was saving both queens that this man was stepping in. It is probably one of his segments to produce anyway.
1: But I th- I thought it was super interesting because usually we know that the non-eliminations are pre-planned or kind of obvious coming mm-hmm. in. Like they save a queen and then the next week it's the musical where they have a certain amount of parts or the acting challenge or something yep. like that. Yeah, clearly, it was not planned, or at least it didn't appear to be planned. So I thought it was super interesting that, yeah, Greg Queen or the producer kind of went off book uh, in the last episode. And then they had to scramble to find a solution. I think it's super funny that uh, that they picked this guy who clearly loves it, <laughs> and um, yeah. Right. Well,
0: they probably had after this ep- the last episode aired or uh, film, They probably had a mass production meeting and said, "All right, well, which one of you is volunteering as tribute?" Uh, and and once he probably told someone in passing that he did drag once, they said, "It's you. Get ready
1: <laughs> for sure." But I did love like the the counterpan of the camera where you see the whole production team there. I mean, it's not something you usually see in the show. And, uh, no, it, I as, love it as much as it was produced. Of course, it lends like some kind of real TV, as it were, to the whole production, and it's like very yeah. fun to see, different. And it's
0: interesting what you said because I obviously you know I've said it many times. Like this could have been a double save, and then I'll follow it up and be like. It's not because the next challenge is XYZ. So it's something that I've always been in tune for. So I'm happy to know that there is the possibility Mm -hmm. to be a little loose and free. Obviously we know that, It didn't affect the numbers going to the next challenge. But on Drag Race Mexico, on the very fucking first episode, uh, Valentina and Lolita made an audible and pulled a fast one and said, we're not um, eliminating anybody, even though they both should have gone home. So, like, there is a back and forth. Like, there are times when certain challenges do dictate what happens. But I hope this is now a little bit more freedom moving forward. Um, Yes. Yes. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Also that how would you do
0: feliz. as a makeover victim?
1: Huh, I don't know. I would it would suck to lose the beard, to be honest, even though it's it grows uh fast. Um I wouldn't shave my eyebrows though. So but other than that, I would be game for anything. I think. We'll talk about that. Oh boy. I, I'm I'm always kind of Greg tells what, him. Yeah, the queens uh oh, not the, the, the queens, sorry, the the makeover people feel like. Because sometimes they are like snatched and super glamorous and beautiful. And sometimes they are like Crystal's methods partner. As much as it was great, it was not really something like feminine. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It must be fun.
0: Listen, David, imagine being Tina Burner's partner.
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to have nightmares.
0: Exactly. So don't say it's always the <laughs> Don't know what it feels like because they do. They okay. do, Rose. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> Alright, Greg tells him to ditch the radio on the fanny pack and the underwear, but that one goes right past over to AR as the earpiece of being like, pipe down, bitch. Can't make that comment. Now, Helena will tell us that he is their interviewer, so likely their confessional producer, and they're excited to see him in track. So how will the pairs be decided? Put your hand in the ball and pick out a number. Miranda will sec- select number two, and that is Augusto. Shannon will get number four, and that is Harmon. Helena will get number three, Andre. Regina gets lucky number five, and that is Felipe. And I wonder who will. Who do you think he really wanted? Because I don't think it was Bettina.
1: I mean, she did win two challenges in a row, and her makeup has usually been fine. So why not uh, her uh, instead of someone else? Also, Bettina looks fair, like she's fair. super fun, super super nice. So I think they have a good rapport. Clearly, I mean, I think he has a good rapport with all of the queens. So yeah, why not?
0: And Organza, who picked last again, like she did with the Puppet Challenge, has number one, and that is Nuno. Shocker. Now, officially, Greg will reveal that the category is Carnival Makeover, and their special guest this week is actor, influencer, businessman, and musician, Maro Souza. Um, I don't know who that is. Me neither. (laughs) Seemed like a nice guy.
1: Yeah, very cute.
0: Greg reminds them that they have to come up with drag names. What would your drag name be?
1: Oh, I've always wanted to be, I mean, I've always wanted, I have thought about it and I thought about Daisy Lusion. I think it's a super fun name. Uh-huh. But then I learned that there's actually already a drag queen in Brussels called that. So now I have to think of something else and I haven't really had the time to do it. I just okay, discovered okay. like it too so I'm like,
0: If there is a Rue girl out there that you would love to be painted by, and had to borrow their last name would that influence your name so like pick a pick a girl who, who who do you who
1: would you want to be made over by oh gosh i would we want i want i'd want you know what i'd want to be painted by edna sorgerson
0: she's my favorite there queen it ever. is we love edna she's my
1: favorite queen ever and uh i think she has a very distinctive style and also she always gives a drag daughter is a variation of a last name, not always the same. So I think that would be super fun.
0: What I'm about here you, here for it. Edna? If you're listening, let's make it happen.
1: And what about you? Would who, who would you want to do it?
0: Oh, I've said it already. Like I uh, before, I was like a little loose, and I was like, I don't, I'll, I'll take anybody. No, I'm I'm 100. The only way I'm ever getting in drag is if Nikki oh, Doll does my face. i have decided yeah. that that is the person. And do you know um, your drag name, Nikki? Then? I will reach out. Well, I I have a name that I've picked out. Um, No one's allowed to steal it. It's Beverly Ridge,
1: but you can call her
0: Bev for short.
1: That's cool. Get it? Oh, Beverly Ridge and beverage. Oh yeah, that's amazing.
0: There it is. And that's the thing that uh, because if you just say Beverly Ridge, it doesn't make sense. But when you get the tagline, there it is. So, um, yeah, I not that I'm ever gonna do it. I'm ready. Campy queen here I come. You should right. create The girl's are gonna hit the table for idea. their um. Yeah, right. uh, the girl's are gonna hit the table for their meet and greet, and we will begin with Helena and her partner Andre. She is happy that he is the most femme of the group, and he's like really femme, really femme. She tells him that he is a beautiful bone structure, so it will be easy to look as beautiful as his mom. Ah, oh, she really does love herself, doesn't she?
1: I mean, I would too if I looked like her. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, does he have any makeup or drag experience? No, just experience with men. Good for you. He's very gay. Very, very gay. He tells Helena that he has never been in drag because he feels so lanky. And Helena is like, you're perfect to be my daughter. Be a deer in headlights. Now, Helena will ask him about his Cruella de Vil beard, and he will correct her that he has vitiligo. For those who may not know what it is, it is an autoimmune disease that causes patches of skin to lose pigment. He has had it since he was a kid, and Helena says it's so beautiful, but Andre says it took him a long time to accept it, well after age 20, as he started to see Vitiligo as something different, because we as humans always look for a way to differentiate ourselves, and he naturally has something that differentiates himself. He stopped treating it as a disease disease and more as something special. And I was like, that's really cool. I will admit in confessional that she made a fool of herself thinking her new daughter was trying to be stylish when she actually has Vitaligo, which is his brand. She wants to keep his identity and bring it in some way into the look. Okay, good luck. We're going to talk about that later because I think she failed miserably, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. it's time to see if Felipe is excited because I bet he didn't have this on his bingo card when production of Drag Race Results started.
1: <laughs>
0: Bettina says they have a similar path in their drag as they've both left the cameras to be in front of it and onto the catwalk. He has done drag before, but it's been many years as he has kept his beard. Someone else did his makeup. Bettina knows that they are already connected because of the cameras in the interview, so she thinks they understand each other. Patina thinks uh, Philippe thinks Patina will be getting her revenge. Could you imagine a queen on Drag Race getting their revenge on the segment producer who does their confessionals? Like, why would they ever want to do that? It's not like they make them cry on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> no, but I, you know what? Uh, it's really between me and you. I was really troubled. <laughs> focusing on what was being said because i found that guy felipe so dreamy (laughs) it's really really hot and so oh okay (laughs) interesting i don't know why because yeah i mean it really might see
0: i don't know if revenge is the word she should use like maybe revenge of the ha 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 i'm gonna make you tuck away but like not revenge on the face because you need to look pretty too and well we'll get to what her face looked like i think they
1: obviously like him a lot and so she was more teasing and and being funny i think not really like absolutely
0: next up is organza nuno who she tells him that their theme is carnival is he familiar with carnival he's like well i like it yeah she's got a hand responsibility into his hands she has a very strong response relationship with carnival her family goes every year to the parades, and this is the challenge she has been waiting for. Same! I knew this was going to be a challenge at some point. We had to have a carnival challenge on Drag Race Brazil. Yeah, of course. Now for the challenge. You know, do you know how to samba? No. And Arganza is like, ah, fuck. But Nuno is like, every Brazilian has tried it once, and she's like, that's still not convincing. I don't know if you can do it. Does he have two left feet? No but he dances with his fingers, which is worse than me. I can actually leave my hands.
1: That was cute, though.
0: Arganza is like, "Good night. I will see you from the bottom. But Arganza is apprehensive, but happy because of the challenge. It's a makeover about Carnival. She's out of her comfort zone, but also completely in it. Miranda's turn, and Augusto will start off by telling her that he is there to help her. He wants to see her explode, and he will offer something that I will never understand ever. He will offer her the opportunity to shave his eyebrows. Why? Why are we letting this happen? He
1: offered it. I don't know. It's crazy to me, especially because they, they can use the glue. I mean, they have seen it in the past. Uh, literally no
0: one has gotten eliminated for a drag makeover partner having bad eyebrows never nope 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 it does grow back but then when miranda's like it does half of it six months later (laughs) not the glowing endorsement we wanted i would have been like nope it's done changed my mind but did you see not that i would ever fucking offer it
1: there was terror in in his eyes when she said it she was very scared yeah
0: he's literally going to have to learn to draw them on and again like we learned on drag race svaria they don't teach you how to draw back on when you leave you leave the building and you're on your own straight man
1: (laughs) was that guy straight miranda
0: knows that he Miranda knows that he knows uh, a little about the show, a lot about it. Augusto tells her that he graduated in engineering, and Miranda's like, same, they're kindred spirits. Augusto had a group called Integrated Engineering, where they had meetings on a farm and also had drag pageants. He found it fun, as his drag experience comes from every drag race season and those friends. I was like, well, hope you listen to the podcast. I talk about all the drag race seasons. Come on, (laughs) boy, and let's chat. Miranda likes that Augusto likes drag as it already lights a fire under her ass as he will understand the process. And finally, it's Shannon's interrogation of Harmon. Has he seen the show? Does he know the drag world? Well, he has watched some seasons, but his boyfriend is a bigger fan. Well, crap. Fuck these relationship people. I'm not jealous you are. Anyway, he doesn't know how much about the world of drag, but Chinon says he will tonight. Time to decide on everything and connect the dots because they have to shine. And is like, high five, and that's the gayest thing you'll ever witness. So it was like, oh my god, oh, no. Gay men don't high five. It's not a thing we do.
1: Um, can I say can I say something? The that guy, yeah, we will talk about it later. He has a super interesting backstory. But why did yes. you think they pick him and not his first of all, not his boyfriend? And also, it's completely different from the three other guys. There's something very strange in that participation there. Do you think maybe they cast the boyfriend first, and then when they learned about this story, they picked him instead, or what happened there?
0: I think the boyfriend's part of production.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my
0: theory. That's the theory I have going on. We'll talk about it, and there's a couple clues to it. Greg is back for a walkthrough and she's not alone. She has brought a friend. It is personal friend, Kyoshi Sonoda. They need no introduction introductions because why? They are Grag's makeup artist on set. It's the Brazilian Raven. Did you know that based on the context clues that Grag gave?
1: Uh, I didn't. I was actually thinking, wow, she's rich. or the production is rich to fly those people to Brazil but uh nope yeah.
0: nope mm-hmm. no. um go on kiyoshi's uh instagram and they are bragging about every fucking look they've done for greg all season so yes i mean uh that's why they were there
1: Very, very talented. Uh, greg has looked stunning the whole season and he looks great as well okay. literally as well.
0: and now we know the jokes about greg's makeup artists that's what who they're referring to mm, yeah all right, Miranda's summoned over first, and she is nervous as she knows Kiyoshi will be paying close attentions. Miranda has her new daughter carrying her things over as she says this is the best part of the makeover. Listen, I love when the queens force the, the new children to do everything because it's it's like real life. That's what happens when you have a new drag child. Do it for me, bitch. <laughs> what is she serving? Well, Miranda loves the theme as she has worked a lot with Carnival, even out of drag. She has a strong connection to street festivals, so they will have a flag and make a big street party celebration. Now, we don't really have Carnival in the sense of what the Brazilians do for Carnival. We have, obviously, Mardi Gras, which is huge here. Do
1: you celebrate
0: Carnival or Mardi Gras in
1: Belgium? Uh, Yes, we do. Uh, Actually, every city has uh, its own Carnival. The most famous in Belgium is the one from Banche. Um, maybe there will be a challenge someday on Drag Race Belgique about it. Um, you can look it up. They have uh, amazing hats with feather. They throw um, uh, citrus fruits in the in the crowd. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, of course, nothing uh, of the scale of what's going on in Rio or, or or Sao Paulo with this huge, huge, huge street party. Uh, so yeah. Kyochi will tell Miranda that she notices her
0: makeup is quite graphic and big as she paints high and dark lines. Full of angles and tells Miranda that what will help her paint is helping her daughter. But Kiyotu has a question. She almost always wears small lashes. Why? Miranda says she has a lot of difficulty with her eye in general. So that's why she uses her mouth a lot. She can't even wear contacts, so she always has smaller lashes so she can serve in other ways kiyoshi who will hear but not listen tells her that when she does decide to get big eyelashes she can try clusters of hair on her eyelid and thinks that maybe she doesn't like seeing huge things clapping like wings when she blinks but tells her if she places them higher away from her eyelid it will give a nice effect and reach the crease the lighter the crease the darker the lash will give her a cool effect Miranda's like can you repeat that so i can write it down i was like wait no i have a partner who memorized it as if you think the non-drag queen memorized it no she didn't
1: i think the non-drag queen uh, thought Kyoshi was speaking in a different language <laughs> but uh also the, those were super specific advice which i really really liked i love mean I, I love when raven comes but she's always saying like not always but often generalities and here it was so specific to what miranda has been doing the whole season and very i mean she can use it or not, but at least she has a very specific point of reference to what she can do to uh, exactly. better herself in their eyes, I mean, of course.
0: I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, she's like, I was not a judge this season, but this is what I would have said to you from the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, maybe, maybe if uh,
0: Miranda's ever on TV again, we'll see if she took the advice.
1: Maybe, yeah, that would be so interesting to see.
0: So interesting. All right. Morganza is next, and she's got everything with her. She's feeling happy and nervous at the same time because what she prepared for her Carnival look is very big, and now she has to mirror that for her daughter. So let's discuss this plot point. Did they not bring matching looks? Were they not told to prepare a makeover look for Carnival? Is it possible that the producers switch categories on them? As we'll get into it, the makeover challenge suffered immensely because of the looks, as they were not up to par with the other franchises where two looks were brought from home.
1: What do you think happened here? I mean, clearly they were asked to bring a Carnival outfit, of course. Um, I don't know what happened. I think part of the challenge was that they had to make their daughter's outfit. Was that always the plan? That I don't know. Who knows? um but it's similar to what happened in the first few seasons of drag race us before they got used to it and were used to bring uh their clothes with them so i'm not sure what happens it's interesting situation because indeed you could really see which one is the daughter which one is the mother and then it was like oh but yeah you look so much better than your daughter i mean of course one outfit costs thousands of dollars the other was made in three hours i mean yeah I mean,
0: I mean, could you imagine if they're like, Bettina, please recreate what you brought? No fucking way in hell is that possible.
1: No, no. And I was actually very impressed with what they did because I don't know what time they had, but clearly not a lot. And uh, it was impressive that they managed to pull something out together.
0: Greg doesn't want her to give her daughter the scraps or she'll read her. No time to be a dysfunctional mother. Now, since her name is Raganza and has a connection to sewing and fabric, her daughter will be T. N um so tnt i guess like dynamite i'm not i'm not sure if there's a different reference or if there is some sort of fabric like that but that's what we're told they laughed they enjoyed it so great
1: i thought about dynamite organza too, wants,
0: yeah organza wants to serve fashion carnival making it couture and campy they will cover their bodies but they will have colored skin pink and green respectively Kyoshi will tell her that usually for colored skin use an oil-based product for greater coverage and the ability to blend more. She tells her to use the oil based item so it will highlight and reinforce the eyeshadow. So when the catwalk lights up, they have a cool contrast. But I was like, that's really fun. Love giving information out
1: for the queens and the viewers. I loved it. I loved it so much that they were so informative with what they were saying. Yeah.
0: Organza doesn't think her makeup is quite striking with graphic lines and expressions like the others. So she decided to do color to help them look minimally similar she also thinks this will help as she is a black person working with a white person and achieving a resemblance might be more difficult it's happened on previous iterations of the show so next time all i say is practice beforehand then you'll be ready to go should that pairing happen mm-hmm. next we have Athena and her concepts and by um here they ugh, well she's got a stunning hummingbird outfit and the only way to make this runway work was to make Felipe a black swan apparently um choices were definitely made and Greg's going to be like hummingbird and black swan when do they meet in nature i would say at the bird convention but Tina is like you don't want to know um that's no way to be like nowhere but um i guess they're doing the best they can in the given circumstances
1: I think they were all a bit frazzled by the, the whole thing where they had to make a new look. Clearly that look, the black look, that's like something that she had. So she was like, yeah. okay, we'll repurpose it for the challenge. Others had to make it from scratch. We will see the results. I think they were a bit like, yeah, running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And uh, Bettina was not thinking straight. I think. Bettina says they will have to perform
0: to help find a perfect marriage. So what's philippe's name going to be Cayetana claquetta
1: <laughs>
0: sure i don't know what it means um
1: someone wants to tell me i'd love to know claquetta she is tells the, Greg that philippe is tap dancing hey, go ahead claquette means tab dancing. oh so i think that's what she was referring referencing in french anyway
0: interesting okay interesting because it's like it has nothing to do with film or or photography i don't know mm. She tells Greg that Felipe was happy to be paired with her because of her rock and roll aesthetic and wants to bring that into the makeup. Since they have very glamorous stones, she wants to make it on the face. So now she needs tips to connect it and Kioshi tells her to use the same shapes, colors, and angles. We also have learned that Felipe has agreed to shave and he probably went to production and demanded a bonus for that because that beard will take months to get that full once again. Like probably what, six, seven months?
1: No, I no no not that much. But still, I mean, it's it looks very good on him. So I would be pissed as well if I were him. <laughs> Although I think he secretly loves it. To be honest,
0: listen, if we don't get to see what he looks like out of drag next week fully, you oh, are gonna be so mad. <laughs> um, because everything we see later on is just with stuff on their face. So we didn't get to see what the blank face looked like. Anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, the eyebrows—they are negotiating. But Tina has a glue stick. She'll work with what she can. Why can't all of them have a glue stick? Why, why is there a discussion ever? Blue stick, always. Always. Don't
1: get it. I don't understand.
0: Now, Greg has two more kids to chat with, but the show's like, nah, there's no time for that. So Greg is going to get into her own face while we will be surprised to what Helena and Shannon will bring to the main stage. With Greg and her makeup artist gone, it's time to prepare the noobs to the art of drag. And first, it's teach them how to walk organza is up first and tells her kid to think about the axle in front of him and to follow the line on the floor and well he's off and bambi has made an appearance in the workroom.
1: <laughs>
0: organza is like pretend that you're fine in the face because the fear was present like you could tell he was like i'm gonna die on these heels organza will let go and he and be like it's your turn pretend it's no more training wheels and you're riding a bike at least he didn't fall, so that's a start.
1: No, and I thought, indeed, you could see the terror in his face, but the walk itself was fine. We've definitely seen worse in the, in the past. So,
0: How would you do in heels?
1: Very badly. I've never worn heels yeah, in too. my life, so probably very badly. Me either.
0: As I've said many times on the show before, I have wide feet, and I can't find drag heels that would fit those feet. So never going to happen. Shannon has her partner in a wig and a corset and just undies, and I was like, "Good for him." Uh you're showing a lot more body than you thought you were going to, and I was like, "Also, the pink undies are not not a turn on." I was like, "Okay, you're 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 kind of cute, even though you have a partner."
1: It was a look, <laughs> a look that I'm not sure he signed off on before before we yeah. started the episode, but okay. <laughs>
0: She tells him to keep calm and serve beauty. And well, if your first time in heels is trying to replicate Shannon, well, ah, that was not that. Yeah, she, she wants, wants energy, but Shannon knows that this kid has no skills.
1: <laughs> Shannon was so fierce in that walk, and then you could see him walking, clumping around next to her. It was uh, literally yeah. a clomp. He was very nice, <laughs> very sweet. <laughs> Very lost in that whole thing. Also, he's wearing a thong, so that's also something. Yeah. Now, in a wild workworm reveal,
0: Shannon has found a tambourine and is like, "Pose, bitch! She will slap it hard and make her pose each time." And Shannon is like, "Fuck, this is not going to work. <laughs> where did the tambourine come from?"
1: <laughs> I don't know. They always put out random stuff from anywhere. <laughs> I don't know where it comes.
0: They really from. do. I mean listen I know we all compare drag queens to children and it's true because once you put something out there like they're going to touch it and make noises and stuff like do Mm -hmm. not hold a clack fan in the relation to a drag queen because they will steal it and just use it and never give it back (laughs) um so I feel like a tambourine is not the thing you want to have in the presence of drag queens um especially during filming of a production of a television show
1: you know what? Uh, the uh, Just thinking about it, but Helena's Snatch Game character was Narcissa Tambourine, the guy. And I'm wondering if she didn't brought it for a pun somewhere and then we didn't see it uh, during Snatch Game. And now it uh, resurfaces. Just,
0: just roam in the workroom. Mm. Oh, boy. Now we have Helena putting her child in a wig and it's happened since that she brought a black wig with a white streak with her. Did she already wear it this season? Now, in addition to the wig, she's got him in a breastplate and a corset and the walk. Well, she does got some swerve in those curves. What does she not have is a heel on the foot as the thing will fall right off as the strap <laughs> hangs on for dear life. Miranda will scream that it really is Helena's daughter as she's a and says that Patina would let uh, let her bar the shoes. Uh, do we think those are Bettina's shoes and... Um, I again, you haven't worn heels. I haven't worn heels. How is the science working here? How do they just fall off the foot while staying
1: on, strapped for dear life? I don't know. I I thought it was interesting indeed because in the previous um, seasons, for instance, the seasons with RuPaul, he says you can take the shoes provided by so and so sponsors, and here they didn't say That's anything. That's not RuPaul's show right now. This is Greg's show. Yeah, but did they have like shoes planned for those poor people, or did they really have to use the Queen's shoes and make do with whatever shoe size they have? I'm
0: thinking, yes, that's what it is. They probably like, oh, wait, we didn't think about this pre production. They're already here. Well, good luck and don't fuck it up. <laughs> We're gonna get a montage of the queens getting their kids into various stages of drag droppings and it really does look like a complete nightmare like this easily had all the signs of a disaster makeover all around
1: but hey welcome to the world of drag race helena putting her daughter in that uh, corset squeezing the skin looked so painful i mean they always say that drag is very painful but that looked painful (laughs) well that's the proof yeah you literally have to squeeze in to get that body It's
0: makeover day and it's all in the family. Miranda is nervous as they didn't manage to do everything they were planning to do. So it may not be as wonderful as she hopes. I want more information. What happened? The table is full and it's been a while since they had this many people there. Philippe didn't sleep. He is very anxious. And the rest of the table is about to be too. As Organza says, it's time to shave the beards, and Helena follows it up with eyebrows will roll. And welcome to my least favorite part of the episode. Time to look like a thumb.
1: But you know what's crazy? Elena is saying this. Bettina was saying that as well. And then in the end, only Miranda's partner shaves his eyebrows. All the other ones, they keep theirs. So what, what, what happened there?
0: We will watch Patina just straight up shave Felipe, no water, my pet peeve, but fine. You do you, girl. I, again, I got to have it wet. I got to have it moist. I've had other people on the podcast say, no, that's not how they do it. I never dry dry shave me ever, ever, anyone ever. Same. He believes his self-esteem will go, but Patina's like, no, it will rise with drag. I mean, that is true. A lot of people felt more confident in drag. Mm-hmm. We will see a lot of brow gluing from Shannon and Helena, but Miranda brought the razor to her partner's face. She will have him turn around and see what life without brows is like, and well, the horror. Miranda's like, it's super trendy, but the gulp was not the face of someone convinced it was a good idea. Um, Friend, I hope you're okay. I hope you were able to figure out how to Sharpie some brows on for a couple of weeks. I
1: felt so bad for him. He looked so sad. (laughs)
0: He was, he, he regretted it. He's like, no, no, this is not what I wanted will ask her daughter now named Africa. How did they get here with all this shadiness? And they say life is very hard. He is not married, but he is in a relationship with his boyfriend. It's an open relationship and they live in different cities. They have just decided that it would be just the two of them, but they can have other experiences. He says if one day they fall in love with someone else, they'll talk about it and see what they can do. And that is example number one, why I would not be great in an open relationship because if I if someone else is picked, I'm not happy. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, same for me, but also, I'm so impressed by the confidence and the maturity of that guy and I mean and and the relationship that he has with his boyfriend that's um, that's not for me, but I admire it uh, if they make it work.
0: Absolutely helena mocks the maturity but andre says at 33 it's enough people are free to do what they want to do he thinks having monogamous or poly- polyamorous relationship doesn't ch- change much when it comes to the freedom of following your own path which is fair which is absolutely fair i, I, I appreciate the conversation now since we didn't have time with greg it's going to be story time for shinone and her partner Chenault wants to know how Harmon got there. He's there because of his boyfriend, and again, Ten Bucks says he works on the production staff. Like I have, that's my theory here. Anyway, he loves the world of drag, and Harmon shares that he was hospitalized because of a health issue, as he is HIV positive. He found out in 2020, and it was complicated as they found out he already had AIDS, so he had to undergo a lot of procedures because of opportunistic infections. He's gotten a lot better, but a year later, the infection came back in his head, and he had to undergo three surgeries. He said it messed up his life because he lost his balance. He is so much better and is now undetectable, but it did come back again this year as his brain was inflamed. He was hospitalized again. He was given a few days off of work and he was better. He is there on drag race after being hospitalized after an outbreak. He came to this outbreak. Now, obviously there's probably a lot cut for storytelling and time purposes, But the timeline here was very interesting. Like, did he just get out of the hospital? Like, how long ago was this um, last stint um, of the infection? Like, he made it seem like it was very, very recent.
1: It was a harrowing story. You could tell that Shannon was a bit taken aback that she didn't know what to say because she. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what what do you say in a situation like that? I don't know. And honestly, I felt. I mean, I felt horrible for him. I hope he's feeling okay now um or at least as healthy as it could be given the circumstances uh because he seems like a really sweet person but yeah i don't know if i were him i don't know if i would put myself uh in through that whole experience with my health the way it is although maybe he was figuring that it would be a good thing to do um yeah it's a very very interesting very yeah i don't know sad situation
0: Shinon didn't expect this heavy story, but it's a story of resilience. Shinon says her partner has challenged themselves to be there and let's go, let's eat it. Shinon tells Harmon that it's a good thing that he met her because she is such an amazing person. She's going to look gorgeous and no one will miss it because she is so beautiful. Trust in mommy. And then Harmon will try that mouth thing. And yeah, she's really trying to be Shinon's daughter.
1: <laughs>
0: the faces but- are coming together, but it's all going to be a surprise on the main stage. Is it a tongue it pop? A I don't think it's a tongue pop. Um,
1: he tried. I, I think he was also quite lucky to have Shannon because she's such a positive person. She's always trying to be lively yeah. in the in the workroom. And so I think he, he he got a good partner for that whole situation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's hit the runway as Greg is giving future risk. Disco alien diva. The makeup is cool and it was Kyoshi's way to show off their talent, but that was a mere leotard with streamers. That was not giving.
1: No, I agree. I, I love the makeup. I love the prosthesis work. It looks really, really, really well done. Um, I actually like the, the one piece. I don't know what those tinsel sleeves are for, those are not my thing no
0: joining the panel this week we have the announcement of bruno braga first this week then Duda bertolini who was wearing who went to the disco space um extravagance as well and then <laughs> some dude named mano sosa i don't see it but the girls do and that's fine he's not my type he's cute he seems nice it seems fun so why not Category is carnival makeover in honor of the runway. We will play party or hangover no one loves a hangover. <laughs> Starting off with Shannon Scarlett and sketch Scarlett. Now listen, it's part of the battle that making the look in the room was that part of this challenge. I get it. It's fine. Shannon was not strong in this department at all this season. Every time there was a uh, design challenge, she failed first and foremost. Shannon walked in front of Sketch to start the runway Sketch was an afterthought for Shannon Sketch tried to do her best to be sexy but it was a bodysuit and then a weird pink headpiece I think the makeup job that Shannon did was decent though clearly the right shade of foundation was not at her disposal I think the thing that killed me was Sketch had a pink headpiece and there is no pink anywhere on her or Shannon it's not cohesive, and despite the heavy storyline earlier, there was no hope in saving Shinon in this episode.
1: No, I mean, you, you kind of feel for her. That was a lot of design challenges. You know, it's not her, her forte. I think that's actually uh, probably one of her body suits. I don't think she made it. Um, but yeah, she looks so good uh, in that little uh, little thing that she has. The headdresses are fine. What I also didn't like is the, the ties on, um, on Sketch are ripped, which, was it on purpose? I don't think so. It looks very sloppy. No, definitely not. And um, I think, I mean, Shannon is always lively on the runway. She was like fierce. She was like giving. And then, yeah, poor Sketch behind her was kind of like walking around a bit lost. And it didn't really feel like they have much of a connection, even though we know that they do. On stage, yeah, they, there was no connection between them. And I think that more than anything else was the thing that put her in the bottom.
0: Yeah. Judo says it's amazing seeing her so close to the finale, channeling and professionalizing her talents more and more. He says he misses a little more cohesion for the family resemblance. <laughs> he thinks she picked the better look for herself. Bruna says she thinks her sister looks more like her cousin, but says it's family and we love our families. She loved their sync and their synchronized tongue pop. She loves the track and wants to stream a one hour long podcast consisting of tongue pops. Good for you. Moto mm-hmm. says he loved their attitude right away as they came serving face. He says at the beginning, her sister stumbled, but she raised her head and came strong. Greg says she loved the sync and the energy and says it looked like she's parading at Sapasha. Having drinks by her sister was kind of left behind. She says she looks like the queen of the parade, but she could have paid attention more to her sister. It's a hangover.
1: Yes, it's a a hangover.
0: Audience, 33% party, 67% hangover.
1: I will say that Shannon herself looks really good, but for the challenge. Absolutely, she's hot. Mm.
0: Bishina Polaroid and Giatana Clachete. Again, not great. Bettina looked exquisite and Gayatana was an afterthought. And you can tell that maybe Bettina is not a makeup artist as the face was scary on her partner. Like it was scary. I think she got lucky to have a crew member as I'm sure there were some free passes given out. But where is the body? It's not a black swan. It is a man in a cat suit with plumes of terrible feathers poking out and that wig, baby burn it, burn it literally the only positive thing is bettina's look who if this was a singular solo runway she would have hands down Mm
1: one yeah of course that 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 look was incredible uh yeah Gaetana, i don't know that that was I, i think if she had a corset on and a better wig it could have worked but no it's She looks crazy. She looks like Maria Rose on a bender. So no, that's not, that's not working.
0: Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Dude says panties aside. The truth is that since episode one, he's been a fan and he thinks she got the 10th episode as a winner. He says she overcame her biggest competition, which was herself and challenged herself and overcame each challenge. Mano says the first thing he thought when she walked in was stunning. Greg says when they turned the corner, she looked beautiful as a hummingbird. And then Katana came and the hummingbird became a bat. She, she says she loved it and thinks it worked. She can see the rock star vibes, but they also have to understand that the challenge was having something that looks alike, and they'll see if she's got it. I'm going to give this, just because of her look, a very soft party.
1: Yeah, same. I mean, the, the look that Bettina herself has on is incredible. Um, but I also like the performance. I liked that uh, she did a little bit of cha-cha, that she was dancing um, or samba, who knows. Yep. Uh, that was interesting. And uh, you could tell that Kaitana was having a lot of fun. Of course, she had done it in the past, but even then, it helps to enliven the whole runway.
0: Audience 82% party, 18% hangover. Miranda Labrao and Gusta Labrao. We start with a sign which says, even forbidden, pray for us sinners now. A very heavy message. Also, please note that every time each queen did the runway, they restarted the song from the beginning, which was very annoying. Little editing bit. Very annoying. I think Miranda leaned into the world of clowns, but there is only one thing that links them together, and it's called tackiness. Tackiness. The ruffle element on the collar and the sleeves was smart, but they do not match. I think the makeup was fine, but she needed to make those lips harsher on Gusta. and the galaxy print. I don't know why she thought that was the smart fabric to use, but it was tacky as fuck. I felt bad for the production assistant who then had to clean up all the confetti. But yeah, um, I really want to know what the problem was because what she brought over was not what she wore and what she did wear with her partner was a mess.
1: I mean, it's horrible. It's impressive that she managed to bust out to look herself in the short amount of time that they had. Clearly, I think what happened was that she made the whole look for her. She made the pants and the the sleeve and the collar for her daughter, but she didn't have time to do the, the top part. So she put her in a, in a random bodysuit she had lying around um but yeah it's sad that she couldn't make what she had originally envisioned work uh because this is a mess i'm sorry i'm sorry miranda i love you but that is uh, horrible
0: Judith says that overall despite the good times he found the presentation confusing he thinks her look lacked resemblance and attention to her daughter she thinks she wasn't really successful bruna says she likes her look but says it's a shame that her sister doesn't have all the sequins and beads that make them look like a pair. Rad says that her love for Carnival is very clear. They can see her joy on the runway. She'll ask her what happened to the look she showed them in the workroom. And Miranda says they had problems adjusting in time to wear them. She also had other setbacks, so they managed to get themselves together in the best possible way. This is absolutely a hangover.
1: It's a hangover. And also Bruna is lying through her teeth. She did not like that look. Oh boy. (laughs) Come on.
0: The audience hated it. 10% party, 90% hangover.
1: It's honestly, it's one of the worst look I've seen on on Drag Race in a long time.
0: Organza and Tante. The characters, they kind of look like he came out of like Steven Universe. Now, while Tante's green face did not match the shade of the green bodysuit, which was abysmal, the overall connection was clear. I think this was a fun and interesting approach to the category where she got that racing flag i was like was it just backstage to remind all the to remind all franchises that this is a Ru show i don't know i love organza's outfit hate tante's but they sold their performance being so silly and camping
1: uh for me it reminded me of uh, wicked or the wizard of oz it looked very like glinda Elphaba kind of thing like emerald city pinkish uh, kind of warrior um it was very interesting I didn't really see the, the family resemblance myself, but I did like that the performance, I thought the costumes were super fun. Um, they really sold it on the runway as well, um, which always helps in that kind of, um, of challenge. But yeah, for me, mm-hmm. as much as I like it, I think there was zero family resemblance between the two. There was a clear theme, of course, but was it a family resemblance? Eh not
0: really Bruno says if there was a lack of synergy in the looks it was abundant on the runway she hates tante because she was born yesterday and already knows how to samba and walk in heels she really liked it and said they had fun maro says he loved the version of glinda and Alphabet on Draggers brazil 2023 he says it also reminded him of haracio and Lucinda. he loved her attitude and says tante had the best attitude he says she looked at him with a naughty look and made him hot Greg says she remembers talking to her about having difficulty about making the colored skin, which she will admit looks great. The makeup artist came out and says Mua. Um, Now, I was read and yelled at by friends of a podcast I haven't released yet about using the word Mua. Um, as makeup artist but apparently if Greg says it I'm allowed to say it too so fuck all y'all anyway she wants to highlight something that he that she noticed which is she is a great walker but her smile was even better she was shining and energetic she doesn't know what she had for breakfast but tells her she slayed she hopes she never runs out of smiles because it looks great on her I will give this a soft party
1: Uh, for me it's a real party I really enjoyed the performance um, I will say uh, the partner that uh, Organza has is also lying because he was saying that he couldn't dance. I don't know, and then he just saw that performance on the runway. Clearly, he was hiding something because he looked—he he could really do it uh, very well. So,
0: audience: seventy-three percent party, twenty-seven percent makeover. And finally, Helena Maljita and Africa Vaneno. If you told me that Helena just happened to have a sexy pink number in her wardrobe, I would be like, sure. But this was tailored to fit her partner the problem with the cohesion is helena scalped a thousand birds for her look she gave africa six feathers and called it a day (laughs) i think for the sake of cohesion helena should not have come out with the coat once she ditched it then there was something special between the two i do think this is one of the stronger makeup looks and what happened to honoring the black and white i guess they went out the window when helena picked herself to be the star of the runway I think the color story works. It's very carnival, but the cohesion was not completely present in the full presentation.
1: I completely agree with you. I think Elena paid a lot of money for that coat. So she was like, I'm wearing it. (laughs) And she, I mean, literally, but um, no, I think if she really did make that pink look in the runway, I mean, in the workroom, she did an amazing job. You can tell it's a bit unfinished in the top part of the, of the garment. But other than that, mm-hmm. it looks really good. Um, I think what happened with the, the wigs was that they could not fit probably under the, the headdresses. That's why they have those kitty those yeah. wigs uh, on. But uh, those pussycat wigs on. But um, yeah, I like the silver and gold uh, theme they had going on. Um, Africa was very charismatic as well on the runway. She was living. She was feeling her oats. I think they had a great performance um yeah i i think i think they're a bit safe because it's very Mm -hmm. classic carnival outfits there's not a lot um special going on with those looks but when you look at the makeup it's it's gorgeous and yeah they had a great performance i think
0: judo says she mother plucking slate and left no crumbs he says her sister is glamorous and gorgeous he loved the name paying tribute to the amazing veneno and also reminded him of Marashina de corinto he says they have a great family resemblance Mato says stunning when she walked in his chin literally dropped he says what a wonderful thing Greg says she loves her huge generosity of letting her sister shine as bright as she does. She wants to emphasize the link between silver and gold and calls it so chic. I will give this a party. Yep, party. Audience, 95% party, 5% hangover. The girls head back to the workroom with their daughters. Will it be a celebration? Well, the energy seems positive until they sit down. Rather than kick things off with the Queen's feelings, Sinon will ask their partners how it feels to be on Drag Race Brazil and listen to the judges. Miranda's partner says it was hard to listen to the judges because they got nervous and Arganza points out that the most of the daughters heard from the judges that they were not as glamorous as the contestants to which Arganza will clarify that they brought one outfit from home and made the other one there. So her mind is running how the judges will decide the winner. Now this really does beg the question, like did production screw them all over?
1: But it's very strange because Shannon did not make the outfit a partner ad, uh, Bettina also didn't, but I think Elena did, I think Organza did, so it was a bit strange. I think they said, okay, you have one look, you do whatever you want, but you have to make a second look that is related to the first. And then they could choose to make it there I, yeah. or to repurpose something that they had I, I'm, I, I'm. My
0: feeling is i don't know which one it was but i feel like this the carnival was not meant for this challenge because like not, we said too. earlier like this is too hard to try to recreate especially if you're not a seamstress
1: yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, mean, I admire organza no i would say I'm, I, I admire what organza and Elena did because they really did an amazing job um shannon and Betina clearly took another outfit they had and they said okay we will make it work and then Miranda tries to do everything by herself and she failed but yeah you cannot really blame her that that challenge was crazy also the last competitive challenge they are exhausted running on fumes they don't really mm-hmm. have that many outfits left it, it was really mean of production to put them through that and also to not explain it clearly i think if production right. had said to the public okay that's what's going to happen we would would have maybe gave them a bit more uh, leniency in what we saw but when you see those outfits yeah of course they don't look great but that's to be expected.
0: Janone will ask her daughter how she felt without her glasses. She says everything that happened there with the challenge with the balance was walking in the heels was tough but it worked out in the end. Shanon says they have their limitations but they pretend like nothing is happening. Limitations are 1% of who they are. Not me. My limitations are like 99% of who I am. (laughs) Mariana doesn't know if it is the isolation or the lack of contact with other people, but the fact they are there and meeting them was a sigh of joy in this crazy race. It made her think about how it's firstly fun and powerful to see people get in drag. But Tina is impressed with what her sister did and thinks that everyone did great. Yeah. They have no idea what the judges are talking about beyond what they told them, but we're about to find
1: out. Can I just say as well, looking at them now in close-up in the light of the workroom, all of the makeups look very good. It's not really reading when you see them with the, the stage lights on, but in the, the yeah. light of the workroom, they all look great. Uh, so that's already something that they can be very proud of because clearly they didn't have a lot of time to do it. So good job, all of Yeah, them. Rags
0: has made some decisions. Organza is given the win. And that's her third badge moving into the finale. Helena and bacchina are safe. It's Miranda and Shannon as the bottom two.
1: Do you agree? Um, for the bottom two, yes, I did agree. I think those two were the, the, the worst uh, look um, and performance. Uh, I think Bettina had not um, that great a look for a partner, but she did have a great look herself and a great performance. And clearly it was between Helena and Organza. At that point, I mean, Helena had the best probably look and makeup job, but very safe. Organza was maybe a bit down but they had a great performance a great rapport between the two and something very unexpected and fun so i'm not against um her winning that challenge at all i think why not she deserves it
0: i would have given it to helena but i don't think production wanted it to go to helena because then she would go into the finale with the most wins
1: but also organza did has three wins but she hardly was dominant the whole season she won the first two challenges but then she was safe a lot in the bottom in the top she lip synced elena i think had a stronger track record she was always or almost always in the top she won two challenges and she also lip synced one so i think they are pretty evenly matched i would be surprised to see what the track records are because i don't think they are that different
0: yeah and that's why I think again it was given the way it was because they're like we can't have any confusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This song is "Geto by Isa." It was a battle between two close friends who had some issues the previous week. It was a battle for the final spot in the finale. Would track record prevail? Let's discuss. We have seen the power and the tricks from Shannon, which she can perform, but there was a. F- fire inside miranda that became unleashed the fight for the final spot for her was present i think the song is such a fun track of Shannon only leaning into the sex really made her look passive comparatively miranda was much more excited at the start so your eyes went to her and they really strayed like she was the more dominating presence on stage was she the better lip-syncer that's up for debate then Miranda did that lip gloss bit on her face, and again, your eyes remained on her because you're like, what is happening? I don't get it. She knows how to keep you focused. I think it was just unexpected. What did you make of that moment?
1: Um, I think it's very hard because if that had been their first lip sync, Chan- um, Shannon's first lip sync and Miranda's, clearly Shannon would have won that lip sync, I think. But it was her third lip sync, so it was very expected what she was doing she did it great but it was not anything surprising we had never seen miranda lipsing before she was clearly throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck um and so it was some as you said much more exciting because you were wondering what she was going to do next what's going to happen with her Uh, i think personally it was a bit frantic uh trying to write rio on her head with that thing didn't work um yeah I think if I had been there, I probably would have given the win to Shannon. But I also understand that Shannon was in the bottom a lot. It was a third lip sync, whereas Miranda has been killing the competition until now. So, yeah, it, it, it's fair that for the whole season, it's fair that Miranda goes through. But yeah, for me, Shannon still had the best lip sync. Much cleaner, at least. I, I will I mean. say
0: when Miranda had the lip gloss in her mouth and then Shannon does a jump split and got no reaction from the judges, like it was clear how they were feeling and what they mm-hmm. cared mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Miranda playing around with the girls in the back because that was yeah, fun that and was unique. Cool. I don't know what the rules are.
1: That was very cool. That was very it
0: really came down to who wanted it more and mm-hmm. not about the actual performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
0: Shannon. Shannon is eliminated. Miranda becomes the fourth finalist.
1: So you would have saved Shannon. Um, I mean, strictly on the lip sync, yes. But honestly, you can't be mad that Miranda goes to the finale. She really deserves it for the whole season. It would have been a huge, huge gag that she would have been eliminated then. Um, it, it's funny. It kind of is the same that when uh, Miss Crocker was eliminated in season ten against Cameron. Uh, well. In that case, Cameron clearly won the lip sync, but also I think Cracker had the best season. And here is the same for me. Miranda deserves to go to the finale for what all the work that she has done in the season up till now. But yeah, for me, Shannon really, she's an amazing queen. She was so good the whole season. It's sad to see her go. She, it is what it is. I think
0: awesome. whoever it was, neither of them are winning. Didn't matter who it was.
1: Yeah, that's that's true as well. That's true as well. Clearly, it's between right. the other three.
0: Let's talk about the burning questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is Shinon's legacy?
1: I mean, for me, she was one of the big stars of the season. She was so charismatic, a great narrator. She She really made almost every scene that she was in better. She was super funny as well. Um, no, she, she's a she's a real star. She has the it factor that is so important to. Absolutely. To-
0: she so. is one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. She really was one of the faces of the season. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what's next for her. Who won yeah. the week? Who the best episode?
1: Um <laughs> I think Organza,, uh, she didn't win for a long time. She's winning now right at the end of the season when it matters the most. Um, and she had a very good performance in the challenge. I also say that Felipe had a great episode. Clearly he was living. So
0: I'm giving it to him. He deserves it because he <laughs> took it like a man and took it like a trooper that he is. It's time for a reunion. What spicy drama do you think will be addressed? And do you think the Mean Girls will be held accountable for their treatment of Naz and Dallas?
1: I hope so. <laughs> I, mean Girl is a bit strong, but uh, yeah, I do think that they really look down uh, on those two for whatever reason. I think the whole drama with Melusine is also very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that will be resolved. And also I hope that they will uh, talk about what happened in the last episode between Shannon and Miranda because that was clearly something that uh, weighed on their minds and was never really explained. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, very strange.
0: Yeah, the Millicent thing is going to be interesting because I, I know I said on the podcast that she did not deserve to go home. She shouldn't even been in the bottom. Uh, they did some really sketchy judging there. Um, but also, like, if you're going to have the fight between them and then Greg sit there and let Organza, like, attack her for what she perceives as the rules, I really hope that Greg has some hold on the conversation. Um, but yeah, I really hope this Nasa Dallas situation gets discussed because, um, that is probably the darkest part of the season. Like you have these four in the finale and you're like, well, the four of you were involved in a bit of, um, meanness toward two contestants and, and disregarding their drag completely. So I'll, I'll be curious to see because in a way, like they are the antagonists in the situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. It seems that in this season, more than, than um, in a lot of others, there are a lot of things that happened behind the scenes or where the cameras weren't rolling. Yeah. And those things have been very important for the storylines, but we have not seen them. As you said, the whole Melusine thing, the, the thing with Dallas and NASA that was apparently so awful, but we never really saw it. Uh, the thing between Miranda and Shannon, all those things happened. We didn't see them, but it had a huge impact on the rest of how the episodes were um, uh, going on. So I'm very curious. Will they address them at the reunion? I hope so, but yeah, I hope I hope something will come out of it anyway.
0: We'll find out. All right, after
1: 10 episodes, the winner of the season is? Ha! Huh. I mean, we know that Miranda is not winning. I think this was a big episode um, at the end when she... She burst down in tears and and, and shout out her old teacher that was really the best that she could hope as an ending. So it's between, for me, Helena, Organza, and Bechina. Interestingly enough, uh, Bettina had the best um, story, the best progression from the bottom to winning and to be so dominant at the end. Organza is clearly someone that the production really, really hoped uh, would be winning. Did she have the best story, I don't know, as you said it was very negative at times so will they want Organza to be the face of the franchise as much as she has been amazing as the challenges and as the runway Helena has, for me the most dominant performance but she also is not that charismatic so will they want her to be the face, it's very very interesting Um, I I think that Organza will win she will deserve it of course but personally, I hope that Bechina takes it. I think Bettina is so fun, so so campy, and she had such a great story arc that it would be a, a true gag that she, if she were to win the season. What do you think?
0: I'm going to go with I'm going to stay with Organza. Um, and here is where I'm going to go with it. I don't know what the final challenge is. Um, is it going to be a lip sync snack down over the ground? If that's the case, Organza takes it hands down. Like There's no one who's going to destroy her. Mm-hmm. If it's a music-based challenge, no one's going to beat her either because she won that one hands down. And one person who you mentioned um, who could be a contender was in the bottom for that challenge, and that's mm-hmm. Christina. So I don't see promise if that's the challenge. Helena is only the competition there, and I think with them not giving her the win this week, it solidified that organza is the winner for them in their eyes now again what happens in the real world sometimes plays a part in the decision making not all the franchises we all know it happened in the philippines and poor girls still can't even catch a break is that going to have anything here and that's why i mentioned the mean girl thing because the four of them are all technically somehow intertwined in the nasa dallas thing so they all have this negativity surrounding them so if they have to go based on performance and track record and who has been the face of the franchise and who they want to be in the the mount rushmore of first winners organza seems like the right person but stranger shit has happened on drag race and I would not be surprised if Helena sneaks in. I do worry, though, if they put her on a uh, tour to go promote the show for season two, is she even going to be able to talk? I don't know. She can look pretty, but she has not been the most lovable uh, mm-hmm. in Confessionals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's also strange because by far the most popular queen of the four, if you look online, is Bettina. She is the fan favorite as well. Right um and also the competition now between uh helena and organza they have been very very um nasty to each other on twitter about a lot of things i'm not sure if we want to talk about it now but the conversation i mean go for it i
0: haven't i haven't seen it i don't i don't do the twitter it's too hard it's too hard
1: (laughs) well basically what happens was uh helena made a very very um Shady tweets towards Organza, because she says that uh, the fan base of Organza has been very toxic towards Helena. And that tweet in, uh, has galvanized Helena's fan base to start to attack Organza. The tweets that have been said to both Helena and Organza by each other's fan base was, I mean, those were horrible, horrible things being said. Um, yeah, it's become very, very dark uh, with racist accusation serophobic accusations being thrown around by the two of them uh it's not not a good look either for i mean i understand that since the beginning of the season organza and shannon to a lesser extent have been very very attacked by a unfortunately very racist fan base uh, in brazil um so i think organza hoped that elena would not uh, put fire fuel to the fire but uh yeah it's not a good look and so i don't know if a production wants to touch that i think honestly the safe choice is to to crown the china but i don't know what they will do uh with the challenge as you said if it's undeniable that organza crushes all of them or helena for that matter yeah it's, it's an interesting situation because i think with the philippines and Cat Cat, Cat was controversial with the international audience but i don't know if she was that controversial in the philippines in here, in this situation, it's a real war between Helena's fan base and Organza's fan base. And um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. You, we all know. Uh, and
0: none of this um, would happen
1: if you just let NASA stay another week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we all know a Brazilian fan can be very intense. And so I hope that uh, mm-hmm. whoever wins will be supported uh, by the whole fan base and that it's not going to devolve into something worse than it is now.
0: We'll find out. All right, where can we find you on social media
1: and any money-sharing apps and any any projects you want to share? You can find me on Instagram at vdavid1988, and that is my only social.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Michael. It was a very big surprise to come, and uh, I loved it.